Doubt and trust today on the Ultimate Ground Rules. But I have raised you up for this very purpose, that I might show you my power and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. Welcome to The Ultimate Ground Rules, a podcast built specifically to encourage, empower, and strengthen the faith of coaches as they live out their God-given purpose to develop the next generation of leaders. And now, your host, Dave Pritchard. Hello and welcome to The Ultimate Ground Rules. I am your host, Dave Pritchard. Thank you for tuning in to the show today, and as always, take a minute to like, share, and subscribe to the show as that helps others find it more easily. My goal is to reach as many coaches as possible with an encouraging word, and your help in that is greatly appreciated. Today on the show, I want to briefly address the issues of doubt and trust. In athletics, trust is a key component of success. If your players question or doubt each other or your leadership as coach, then coming together to achieve a common goal is next to impossible. Many coaches spend a large amount of time trying to build this trust within their teams because they understand how crucial it can be. In reality, complete trust in the process, the plan, and each other is the expectation that we have for our players. That is what we demand as coaches, but today I want you as a coach to pause and reflect about your trust in the big plan. If we have an expectation of our players to erase any and all doubt and practice complete trust, then it's only reasonable that we model this in our own life. As believers in Christ, are we completely bought in, and do we place complete trust in God and His plans? In Scripture, we could take a look at several examples of trust and doubt, but as we approach Christmas, I want to look at the book of Luke. Specifically, in Luke chapter 1, we see both the birth of John the Baptist and the birth of Jesus foretold. In one, we see an example of doubt, and in the other, complete trust. In the first part of the chapter, we see the story of Zechariah and Elizabeth. Both were very old in age, and they'd been unable to have a child. The story implies that they were well past childbearing age. For most of their life, they had prayed to have a child, but to date, it had not come to pass. Zechariah was a priest and served in the priestly division of Abijah, one of several divisions of priests. In the first part of Luke, we are told that it was his division's time to serve in the temple. Now, there are several men within each division, and so they drew lots to determine what individual would serve on any given day. Zechariah was chosen to serve and burn incense in the temple, and this would have been a huge honor for him. But while serving, he was approached by an angel. We read about that story in Luke chapter 1, verses 11-20 through 20, that says this, And there appeared to him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And Zechariah was troubled when he saw him, and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great before the Lord." And he must not drink wine or strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready for the Lord a people prepared. 
And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. And the angel answered him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I was sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. And behold, you will be silent and unable to speak until the day that these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time. Here in this story, we see that Zechariah was promised a child. Specifically, the angel tells him that your prayer has been heard. But what's the response that we see from Zechariah? It's extreme doubt. In verse 18, he states, How shall I know this? For I'm an old man, and my wife is advanced in years. It's almost as if he's saying, Man, that ship has sailed. Both me and my wife are old and well past childbearing years. There's no way that this could happen. As a result of his doubt, Zechariah was unable to speak until his son John was born. Now, later in Luke chapter 1, we read the story of Mary being told about the upcoming birth of her son. Much like Zechariah, she's approached by an angel, in fact, the same angel, Gabriel. Now, remember, Mary's more than likely 12 to 15 years old when this happens. She's betrothed, uh, think modern engagement with more commitment. She's betrothed to Joseph. She has her life to some extent planned out. She's excited about her upcoming marriage and most likely thinking about all the things that young women think about in those circumstances. In Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38, we read about this encounter between Mary and the angel Gabriel. It says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying, and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. At first glance, it appears that Mary's reaction is somewhat similar to that of Zechariah. When told of her impending pregnancy, she responds by saying, How will this be, since I'm a virgin? However, it appears that Mary's response is more, is more inquisitive, almost as if she's saying, I know how this pregnancy thing works, and I don't qualify, so how is it going to happen to me? The angel explains to her that it will be through a work of the Holy Spirit, and this will be so because nothing is impossible with God. Mary's next response reveals her heart. In verse 38, she responds to the angel and says, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Now remember her circumstance. To say her pregnancy would be controversial would be an understatement. It would not have been looked upon favorably. Mary knew this. And even though it would bring upon her hardship, she was completely faithful. She modeled complete trust in God. 
So the question that I have for you, Coach, is which scenario does your life resemble more? Regardless of circumstance, do you live out the doubt shown by Zechariah, or do you display the complete trust shown by Mary? If we demand complete trust by our players, then it's our responsibility to strive to live out a life of complete trust in front of them. Thanks again for joining us on the show today. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast so we can reach as many coaches as possible with a word of encouragement. Never forget your job is important. God loves you and he has a plan for you. Continue to build tomorrow's leaders and stand firm in the faith.